Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on spring cereal seeding. Also, it's World Bee Day. And up first in today's country comments, we'll chat about disease concerns with field crop pathologist David Kaminsky. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us on the program today is David Kaminsky, field crop pathologist with Manitoba Agriculture, to talk about disease concerns at this point in the season. Well, Corey, there's been very little concern with disease so far this season. And I'm sure it's not a surprise to anyone because it's been so dry. Uh, Of course, we need moisture for the development of most diseases. And uh, at the seedling stage, um, there are some things that we could talk about. Um, the types of uh, pathogens that, that cause root rots at this early stage. You know, because it's so dry, emergence has been delayed. And the longer uh, seeds sit, maybe germinated, but not out of the ground yet, the more vulnerable they might be to pathogens that are there. But uh, again, they need moisture. The couple of Fungi that can attack even when it's dry are Rhizoctonia and Fusarium. They're always there and they're opportunists. The ones that will not be attacking because it's been so dry uh, are things like Pythium and Phytophthora and the Phanomyces. Um, these are generally attacking the broadleaf or, in particular, the pulse crops. Not a big concern with those. They attack the fine feeder roots and uh, they need free moisture in the soil in order to attack. So we're not too concerned about those at the time. Glad to see that there is sort of a general rain happening today, uh, not from a disease standpoint, but from a, a crop health standpoint. What are some things to watch for going forward, you know, when we when we do start to see some moisture? Well, at the early stages, um, there are a few things, um, and they largely depend not so much on the moisture that we're getting, but on the the frequency of rotation or the, the frequency that a crop occurs in rotation where it's really tight uh, residue-borne diseases that attack leaves and stems are the ones to uh, watch out for. That was David Kaminsky with Manitoba Agriculture, touching on some of the disease issues at this point in the season. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Canola seeding in Manitoba is about halfway done. Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada says the warmer weather over the past week was beneficial. You know, it definitely was needed to warm up our soil temperatures. Um, I was always quite shocked looking this spring, uh, you know, the first kind of week of May and how cool soil temperatures still were. So they have uh, definitely increased since then. So that's what the warm temperatures have done. Uh, Thankfully, a lot of our canola is still in the ground. It hasn't come up yet. Just with the dry conditions and with that heat, that was going to cause some additional stress to plants. So it's kind of nice that the seeds were in the ground. Hopefully they're going to get some moisture here over the next few days. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll likely start seeing a bunch of uh, acre, canola acres start to emerge. The province says total seeding is about 75% complete. Most of the cereals are in the ground. Mallory LaWarren is with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. Cereal seeding has basically wrapped up across the province. Most spring cereals have emerged. We're looking at anywhere from the one to three leaf stage right now. 
And yesterday, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo announced an investment of over $244,000 to support the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity's work to build public trust in Canada's food system. The investment will help CCFI develop tools to share information with Canadian consumers about food production and enable food producers to share their stories. The investment will support activities like creating new content for CCFI's It's Good Canada website, which profiles real farm families and others working in the agricultural supply chain. The CCFI recently assumed leadership of agriculture more than ever, a social media channel dedicated to public trust in Canadian agriculture. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, May 20th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, it's World Bee Day. Today is World Bee Day. Glendalee Allen Vosser caught up to Nathan Wendell, the president of the Saskatchewan Bee Development Commission. Let's start by talking a little bit about bee production in Saskatchewan. Can you set the stage for us? What do we see here? Saskatchewan is a great province for beekeeping. We have a very active uh, provincial industry association, the Saskatchewan Beekeepers Development Commission, with 100 active members approximately. We have in Saskatchewan about 15% of the colonies in Canada and we produce about 25% of the honey in the country. So um, we have the highest per hive production in all of Canada with about 175 to 180 pounds of honey from each hive in the province. People are familiar with the fact that beekeepers have to overwinter their bees. How did the bees come through the winter this year? We know in the past... There's been some challenges with the weather. Yeah, here in Saskatchewan, we actually um, had a really good winter in terms of bees. I think relatively mild temperatures and uh, warm-up kind of early in the spring. Their overall reporting in Saskatchewan is that the winter loss numbers or the hive mortality rates are very low. Some of the lowest numbers in a decade, perhaps, for a lot of producers that's not to say that there aren't individual producers who have experienced higher than average losses, and that happens on a yearly basis due to a number of factors. Um, so there are some producers, individual producers, that have seen bigger losses. But overall in Saskatchewan, this was a very good year for wintering bees. What have you heard from neighboring provinces as, as far as how they made out over wintering? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't have any specific numbers on that, but anecdotally, um, Alberta has seen some significant overwintering loss again this year. They had a difficult year last year um, and experienced some high losses this year as well. So Alberta is in a difficult position with uh, trying to replace bees and having some trouble sourcing those due to COVID uh, restrictions and, and travel problems. Uh, Manitoba, much like Saskatchewan, I've heard overall uh, fairly good success in the overwintering of bees in that province, although some isolated incidences of higher loss. Saskatchewan is preparing for uh, a change in the weather with moisture, snow and and rain coming in, in different areas. Also an expected drop in temperature down to like minus two in some regions. Does that have an impact for the hives as well? 
Yeah, there, there's nothing like uh, spring weather in the prairies, is there? Um, bees are very hardy creatures, and so that brief drop in temperatures and even the snow isn't going to have a significant impact on them likely. Uh, I think what's more important about the coming weather system for a lot of us is that much of Saskatchewan is in a drought right now, and the success of bees and beekeepers in terms of commercial honey production is tied very uh, closely to the success of farmers. So moisture in any uh, form at this time is very much uh, appreciated, and I think the benefits of that will outweigh any negative impacts of the snow and the cold temperatures. Overall, final thoughts, key comments maybe that you would like to leave with people today, today being World Bee Day? Yeah, I think it's uh, wonderful when people support bees and uh, bee health, and I would remind and encourage people to also support beekeepers, because without beekeepers, there's no bees. And here in the prairies, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, we have a, a strong beekeeping community. Many of your listeners probably have someone in their family or know someone, a neighbor, who keeps bees, whether it's on a commercial level or something smaller. Um, support those people. Buy some honey from them. Go see their operation. See what they're doing. Learn about the bees. And that's a great way to support bees and beekeepers on World Bee Day. That's Nathan Wendell, president of the Saskatchewan Bee Development Commission. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Women in Agriculture and Food is holding an egg chat May 24th. Visit the MWAF website. Manitoba Pork is offering an online workshop entitled What Can Biosecurity Software Offer My Farm? That'll take place Tuesday, May 25th at 1.30. Go to the Manitoba Pork website. 4-H Manitoba is having a video contest on now until the end of May. The contest gives Manitoba members and clubs a chance to showcase what they're doing this year. Visit the 4-H Manitoba website. And Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon. Joining us now is Mallory LaWarren with the Manitoba Crop Alliance to give us an update on spring cereal seeding. So cereal seeding has basically wrapped up across the province. Um, Most spring cereals have emerged. We're looking at anywhere from the one to three leaf stage right now. How is the uh, crop looking? Things are looking good. Um, I think everyone would agree that a nice rain in in later May or or right away would be perfect and um, kind of help advance uh, our spring cereals along. You know, touch a little bit on on moisture there and um, just how, how it's been for the crop coming up here so far. Things are obviously dry across much, much of the province. Um, I think uh, surface moisture is the biggest concern. So subsoil moisture will be able to get the crops through uh, several days, but we're going to need a good rain here um, in the later part of May. Any, um, any concerns, I guess, you know, if we start seeing some of these uh, colder temperatures again? 
I think that the two-week forecast is looking okay for much of the province. I don't think we're going to get below zero, so I think we're looking all right right now. Any concerns with um, insects um, at this point or, or disease or anything like that? Or You know, with, with dry conditions, um, disease pressure is generally low. Um, I, I would recommend getting out and doing some digging for cutworms and wireworms, um, getting out and looking for patchy emergent spots in your fields digging down and actually getting out there and looking for both cutworms and wireworms, and evaluating if, how well that seed treatment application is working for you. As far as timing here, um, are things ahead of schedule? According to the, the five-year average, yes, we're a little bit ahead of schedule. That was Mallory Lewarn, an agronomist with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The province says high levels of wireworms were reported in some cereal fields in the central region. Some cutworms are being found, but no high levels reported yet. Flea beetles are active but no reports of economic damage to canola yet. There are very few disease concerns at the moment, and weed growth is slow due to dry conditions. Most of the province's cereal crop is in the ground. Mallory LaWarren with the Manitoba Crop Alliance says most spring cereals have emerged and are now at the one to three leaf stage. She was asked about disease or insect concerns. With dry conditions, disease pressure is generally low. I would recommend getting out and doing some digging for cutworms and wireworms, getting out and looking for patchy emergent spots in your fields, digging down and actually getting out there and looking. And rain in the forecast is welcome news for farmers. Justine Cornelson is with the Canola Council of Canada. So this moisture is, is kind of hitting it timely. People have been able to have a, a fairly smooth, um, you know, seeding season, and, you know, not many weather delays. So to get this kind of shot of rain, it's, it's really going to help things bring it, bring them up and out of the ground, and, and we've got some warm temperatures there. Um, the rain, however, might be snow in areas. So that's one thing we are watching, and, and especially with any of these crops that have emerged, um, they might be at that potential for, for a frost event. So same, it's just something that's on our radar and that we're aware about, and and growers will have to be scouting those crops that have emerged a few days afterwards to see if there was any damage. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 in the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.